Hello and welcome to WNHH Radio's Dateline New Haven. I'm your host, Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make New Haven tick. Veganism is making New Haven tick. If you don't believe me, check out the crowds expected this weekend at Compassionate Fest Vegan Holiday Bazaar, a three-day annual blowout at the Whitneyville Cultural Commons, and listen to what our guest today has to say and get ready to blow your mind. Her name is Tabitha Logan. She's the editor of Veganism Orgazine. All right, I said it right. I love that title. A a zine about the vegan movement here. And she's in the WNHA studio to tell us about the Compassion Fest event and what's happening in general, veganism. That's when you don't eat any animal products, dairy, eggs, anything, and of course, no meat. And in our community, a special thanks to Yellow Haven Hospital for providing support for today's program. Welcome, Tagatha Logan. It's been such a pleasure to meet you. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. So this weekend's the, uh, one of the two big events. So there are two big vegan events in this area, Greater New Haven, every year, right? That's right. There's the Summer Compassion Fest, which is held in July. And then there's this um, Compassion Fest Vegan Holiday Bazaar, which is a three-day uh, weekend. So it's on a Friday, what Saturday, a, and Sunday. What is a Compassion Fest? So uh, the way I like to and boy, describe... it's a name is something we can use in these times. Huh? That's right. <laughs> Compassion for all. Um, so the way I like to describe uh, Compassion Fest um, is uh, it's not a vegan event. It's a, an event that happens to be vegan. It's about inclusiveness. Um, and with um, th- those uh, principles in place of um, inclusiveness, um, we should include the animal kingdom. So uh, the words I put under Compassion Fest is community, equality, and kindness. And what's your role in Compassion Fest? Are you the lead organizer? Um, I like to describe myself as just being a part of it. I know that a vegan doesn't like to have hierarchical titles, <laughs> exactly. but it sounds like you're doing the work, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. So you're the non-organizer organizer. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and um, and so and yeah. basically all the vegans and vegan-friendly types come out of the woodwork and yep. see each other's face and talk about what products they buy they go to booths with people who sell vegan products, and vegan products aren't just food. They're like the belt I have. I forget where I order it, but it comes, you know, there's no leather in it, and my shoes. And you also have performers. You have art. A lot of great uh, cruelty-free products, meaning no animals were cruelly tested on. Exactly. And art, and uh, I guess food is a big part of people, right? Yes, yes. And it's funny, because I'm a vegan, too. I've been since 95, and... The world has changed so much now, it's so easy to get vegan food, but you have these old habits that don't change. And one is which that any time there's a vegan offering, you grab it because it's not every day. Like I remember being in San Francisco about 11 years ago and this place had Mississippi mud pie vegan restaurant. I said, well, I'm never going to get this again. So even though I wouldn't have had a big dessert that night, I said, well, I got to grab it while it's there. You know, first time I was riding an Amtrak, I saw a vegan burger. I said, wow, Amtrak, (laughs) I got to grab it. But now the world's changed. And in fact, it's a lot easier than it used to be to um to uh to find vegan products whether you have a vegan diet i mean you got to do some work but and so basically this festival this weekend i'm assuming tabitha is a chance to see that how much this has evolved absolutely yes and um it's really exciting to see it grow last year um it i think there was about 30 30 vendors total um and this year i have 53 vendors 
Well, no, you so. don't because you're a, a vegan, so you're not hierarchical. You're that's not right, that's it- right. That's right. We're in this together. But we have 53. I, I, have, I have people uh, coming from New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire, my mm-hmm. hometown. So Home state. Home state, yeah. yeah. And we're going <laughs> to get to that. Whitneyville Cultural Commons is this cool new place. Yeah. I haven't actually been there. I, so many events I would like to go to, but I'm sure my shop is Jewish, so I can't get there on Friday night and Saturday. And it seems like so many amazing events are going on this new big communal space at Putnam and, and Whitney, right over the New Haven line. And what's it like there? It's great. Um, I go to something called Ecstatic Dance there that happens every month. It's, uh, it's a no-talking space where you can just dance and flow to the music. It's, it's great. It's a great community Does Eric place. Triffin go to that? Yes, it Eric Triffin is very dear like to my that, heart. The guy who dresses up like a pea and goes to all the that's EA right. And goes and to he, all the festivals. He's and usually at, LSD dance. Yeah. at our once a month um, yeah. vegan potluck, uh, which is uh, ha- it's been happening since uh, 2015. Oh, really? Where, yeah. where, where, when and where is that? That is at the Unitarian Universalist Society of New Haven. Um, that is 608 Whitney, and that's been happening since 2000. 15. What day of the week? Um, it changes. It's usually on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, that but sounds this, really fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. The, our biggest one yet was last month, the uh, Thanksgiving. Um, How many you vegan have? Vegan About 60. What must so, be fun about that is to see how other people cook vegan. I assume there's a lot of recipe sharing. There is. I try to encourage that. I try to encourage people to make a how-to video on the uh, event page to share um, oh, What's the, what is the page? It is a uh, compassion fest. You just go to compassion fest and look under events and then on you Facebook can, or yep, on Facebook. Yeah. That sounds really fun. There's also a website, uh, compassionfest.net that you can learn about upcoming events mm-hmm. on there as well. Um, but so what was the best thing you ate at the last potluck? Oh what, my what gosh. Blew your there mind? so much food, so much food. Um, Because I know vegan cheeses seems to be the big new thing now. People are really refining the way. And there's a question, when you eat vegan food, do you want stuff that reminds you of what the other stuff tasted like, in my case, 30 years ago or whatever, because I was vegetarian before vegan? Or should it be its own kind of food that you come to like? So like vegan, my my daughter just made this really good vegan cashew cheese, which is big. There's an artist in New Haven, Zoe Matheson, who makes all these cheeses. But when you think of them as cheese, except for Daya, when you melt it purely for the mouthfeel on pizza because you want to feel like you're eating that old cheese on pizza, which reminds you what pizza tastes like. In general, I feel like it's kind of a losing proposition when you want it to imitate meat. Right. But do you agree with that? Because don't don't agree with me. I mean, there are a lot of takes on this. Some people aren't vegan by choice. Some people have to for health reasons. Exactly. Um, I, I'm I'm a vegan uh, mostly just for, for mostly for the animals. Um, but I, um, there's just so many ways to make vegan cheese. I like cashew-based vegan that's cheese. That's what I'm saying. That seems yeah, to be the big new that, thing, that's cashew cheese. Yeah, that's my favorite. I that's like it when I'm not thinking of it as cheese. Right. Yes. But then yes. when you spread it on some kind of chips like you would cheese. And nu- nutritional yeast. Yeah, well, nutritional yeast is my go-to great, for almost oh, everything. Yeah. Yes. Like, this, like what you use Parmesan for. But what, uh, and also because I'm always worried about uh, B12. Yes, that, that same. Is our big, that's I started our big taking li- the uh, liquid form of vitamin B12. See, I'm trying to avoid taking any supplements to be a vegan because I feel like you don't process them the same way in your body and that you should be able to find a natural way of eating where you get your nutrients from what you eat. It just seems like B12 yeah. seems to be the big 
I, I, I personally used to be a junk food vegan, which was not, <laughs> I was not healthy. I was extremely anemic. Um, wow. I had to take a lot of iron pills. Oh my goodness. So what did you, so yeah. what changed? And I, I ended up losing 60 pounds in four months. Tabitha, why didn't you just stop and say, I don't want to die? It's like not, <laughs> like not the point of I know. A I, just would, I would just buy what was affordable, like I like just junk food, like food on the go. I just go over to a rag and be like, okay, this is vegan. And I like, because it turns my out car. you can eat Oreos, which I <laughs> yeah. only realized recently because at my shul, we have an Oreo minion. And I looked one night at the at the ingredients and said, oh my God, we could eat Oreos. Uh, I had a bad, a bad addiction to uh, Cape Cod chips. Oh, that yeah. was really my go-to. I'd eat like a ridiculous amount of those. So what did you do? Terrible. What changed, Tabitha Logan, when you lost 60 pounds, you're anemic? What did you do differently Juicing as a helped a lot. I, I, I feel like once I need that, you know, extra boost i i just go to my jack lalane juicer <laughs> the problem is that now there's a whole school of thought if you believe too many people have such strong ideas about what you shouldn't eat they contradict yeah. themselves so you basically just have to roll up as a ball and just wait yeah. the day's over but there is this theory that juicing your vegetables and your fruits is not a good way to go you lose so many of the nutrients it's not the way it was designed in nature so i've kind of pulled back except when i make my wife smoothie and i put a little orange juice i've kind of pulled back from juices trying to go to get my food so naturally that I'm eating whole fruits, whole vegetables, and not having supplements, which are so expensive, I consider it a rip-off industry. You're not processing them nearly as well. I think the goal these days when I'm thinking about it is, how do you just eat a normal, healthful way that you want to naturally and right. that you're getting all your nutrients? Yeah, and I think that's different for everybody. Yeah. I think having um, a garden during the summertime has helped me a lot, you know, just... Um, and iron, you were learning iron. Yeah. I know when people, yes. when people are anemic, they need iron. They can't get it just from spinach. You need to concentrate. Bean, yeah, that, uh, beans. I eat a I eat a lot of beans now. That wasn't part of my diet for a while, but um, yeah, I feel like there there's uh, the vegan industry has come a long way. It really has it, so it, many it, great yeah. products. So I, I'm excited every but single you know, month did, at these vegan potlucks. That, I did interrupt you. So what yeah, did you have the, at the vegan potluck that blew your mind? The casserole. Tell me so, about the casserole. Okay. I didn't even know this casserole existed <laughs> until I was cleaning up at the end of the night. And it was about one o'clock in the morning. And I see this aluminum foil dish. I'm like, what? What is this? And took a little peek. And there was this magical green bean casserole. I still don't know who made it. But if you're watching this right now, please send me, <laughs> please send me the ingredients and the recipe how to make this casserole. What was in it? I don't know, but there was like a cheesy substance that. Now you said um, they weren't lying because I have this theory. Eventually, we're going to find out that all these mass market, big corporate vegan foods, which I'm loath to buy. Um, my theory, because I watch too many science fiction movies and stuff and read the books, <laughs> is that they're all going to have have been made with pure animal products and just lying to us. And now that Donald oh, Trump gosh, has gotten rid of the Consumer not. Finance Protection Bureau and anything but name, they're going to get away with it. Well, my my husband, Brett, has a theory that back in the late 70s, they were making veggie burgers with sawdust. And it was actually meat corporations making these veggie burgers. He right. said that they were terrible. And just like, you know, <laughs> Philip Morris is when pot's all legal, they're going to be making the weed. I mean, it's all there's something going wrong about this but we can still preserve the alternate cultures we build like you're doing with the vegan community tabitha logan through your monthly potlucks through the newsletters through the twice a year compassion fed events including one coming up this weekend 
in Hamden. And that's what we're talking about today on Dateline New Haven, your home for community radio, 103.5 FM, live streamed at newhavenupen.org. We're with Tabitha Logan, who is not the lead organizer because that would calling her anything like that would be contrary to the vegan ethos that's behind what she does, but probably the busiest person making sure it happens this weekend, we'll call it that way. Um, a vegan, ho- Compassion Fest vegan holiday bazaar, a three-day annual blowout, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Whitneyville Cultural Commons. You can find out a lot more online. You just immediately find it by Compassion Fest Vegan. You'll get there. So, Tabitha, tell me a little bit more about this green bean casserole. It's something cheesy. I assume it had green beans. Yes. That's why I like green was, beans. They're really underused. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, I don't know if there was water chestnuts in there. There was, it was just magical. So, please come like forward. Was it a crunch when you ate it? Or yes. It, 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 there was definitely a crunch. But I, I like these vegan potlucks um, most of all because I like to open up the floor and um, see what other interesting things are happening in the community, and I want to know um, what to, what uh, would make Compassion Fest um, better for people. So and I like to there, hear people's the big ideas. Is that you hear talkers like this year you're going to have technologist and human rights activist Karen Stevenson. She works at the Witness Media and Lab. And she's going to talk about human rights. David Brentsilver, whom we know well in Connecticut, he used to edit yes. the arts papers, now edited by Lucy Gelman, and he was also a musician. I've been working on David for a while, so and I'm really excited about And he has really a work in progress called Music for the Doomed. He's yeah. a musician. You're going to have this podcast host named The Bearded Vegans. Who are they? I am a faithful listener of The Bearded Vegans. I call myself a proud beardo. Um, <laughs> they just, you have to experience it. I, I probably won't give it any justice to talk about it. So please come on Saturday and listen to their but what live is it? Like, podcast. Where are they from? Um, they, I, I believe Angie Tabar is from Guilford, Connecticut. Um, not sure where Paul's from. He's the, he's the other the host local. of the show. Yes. And they're going to be, um, I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to be talking about, which is really exciting. Live podcast, live podcast with a Q&A. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, how long have they been doing this? Uh, how long has the Bearded Vegans been around? I'm not sure. I, I discovered it about a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if it's been going on longer than that. But mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, what, what's it like? They just talk about veganism for two minutes. Yeah, what yeah. They, they just pick a current. They pick a current topic, and then they just talk about it. Okay, and then yeah. so, and so is the biggest thing people come to us for is their music performance. Is it talk? Is it eating the food? Is it looking at what kind of clothing you buy that's vegan? Um, I think it's different for for everyone. Um, you know, I I'm I'm, I'm calling it a. Uh, winter vegan wonderland experience and I've really stepped up my game with decorating this year. <laughs> I got a ridiculous amount of um, little snowflakes that I'll be hanging from the ceiling and all day like, today. And you smiling from the snowflakes as they drop That the would be great. Yeah. I, I didn't find anything like that. Unfortunately, I just got some cheap snowflakes. I'm sure that could not but, Do people do holiday shopping there? Is that part of the idea? That, yes. Yes. That's, and and I'm, really, I, I'm really excited about the vendors that are going to be there because um, a lot of these vendors, I'm going to say 95% of these v- vendors make their own products. So these are handmade items that they put a lot of their time cool. and energy in love into and you do some of that tabitha you tell me from in the air so you edit a, a zine which i found very good you know Thank zines you. are kind of a 90s <laughs> phenom- still a newbie. kind of a 90s phenomenon before yes. the kind of people make zines go on the web there's still people like you who printed out photocopy it's called vegasm orgazine yes and because i look at organized being a little dyslectic 
So is that part of the idea? You kind of think of like organizing yeah, organism yeah. and have a every, veganism? Every potluck, I ask if anybody has anything they'd like to submit that has anything to do with veganism into the uh, my next volume of my zine. And people come forward and just give me stuff. And then I, I don't um, mess with it. I, I put it in the zine as is, just how they wrote it. Mm -hmm. um and i'm really excited about it very very fun um i went to a zine fest uh, a little over a year ago so there's still a lot of scenes around there's a amazing I, zine fest in rhode zines, island i mean if i'm not mistaken the phenomena zines the kind of diy publishing yes which there were great ones sort of predated when the web really hit but not by much mm -hmm. so like here's how you could do it cheap here's how you get your word out anti-corporate media but then didn't it become somewhat irrelevant when everybody could do creative stuff on the web and reads a larger group of like-minded people sort of in the nooks and crannies I think of the media landscape? I just love the thought of a zine. Just, um, you know, just that piece of paper that you can take home and, and you know, look at. You know, it's, it's, it's not a Kindle. It's, mm -hmm. it's not a laptop. It's not an iPad. It's a piece of paper. And you, it just the time and energy to put it together. I just love it. I hand stitch mine. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I use do, my sewing machine, cool. wow, stitch it up. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk. A lot of people become vegans for a lot of reasons. Tabitha, tell me, now you grew up in New Hampshire. Yeah. And what are you, in your mid-30s? I'm 35. 35. Hey, that was a good guess. <laughs> yeah, so you're good. So I'm usually awful at that, yeah. <laughs> so what? Um, when did you become a vegan and why? There was, I didn't have an aha moment. It was, um, it was definitely over the years. Um, like you become a vegetarian first, but kept the yeah. eggs in the dairy. I, I I feel like I was born a vegetarian. My mom tells me ever since I could speak, I just was not wasn't a fan of eating meat. I I not want to eat it. And I'm come from a family. My dad's a real meat and potato Irish man, <laughs> and he would say, "Eat everything on your plate." And I just wasn't having right, it. Some of the arguments ever since I was a child. Is like, who's? I remember one friend of mine who was toying with vegetarianism back in the early '80s. They had venison at the father's and oh. mother's table. They said, well, who's wasting food now? It's already there. Right. Why are you wasting it, not eating it? Yeah. yeah. I ordered an eggplant egg sub one time, and they put venison in there. What a mistake that was. It oh was never went back the to that place. trauma. Ever the vegan again. So, so you're gradually vegetarian. Yeah. But when did I'm going to say, when I, when I started, when I became a uh, vegetarian, I was about 15 years old. Mm -hmm. That's so when I really put my foot down, and I was like, okay. Not, I'm not eating meat. That's it. And then it just over time. Was it because you were upset about cruelty to animals? Or yes. Was it just a preference? Yes. I When I was little, I'd say when I didn't want to eat anything with a face. That mm -hmm. really creeped me out to look at a face mm -hmm. on my plate. So, so how did it evolve to veganism? Um, I started reading about what it, you know, what it's doing to our planet. Um, the consequences um, that is detrimental, what it was happening to the environment and um just uh the uh dairy industry too you know that had the, so when did you go all vegan it, it was over the years like i i started like slowly getting rid of um like my i had a pair of leather boots i wore for years my doc martens you know i'm like you know what i don't feel comfortable wearing these once, and got rid of them if you get a hand-me-down rather than support it by buying it do you still think it's wrong to wear animal products if somebody else had them and they're gonna be thrown out I think it's different for for everybody. I know some vegans that uh, they're still wearing their leather products. They're gonna wear it until it falls off. But they're not gonna apart. buy them new. 
Right. Because you're just you don't not want to support the idea of killing animals to, right. to wear stuff. So at what point were you full vegan? Um, I'm going to say uh, my 20s. So yeah. since like the early aughts. Yeah, for me, it was a gradual too. So like I was in college in 82 and my roommate's girlfriend gave me this pamphlet. We started talking about factory farming and the cruelty, to, the wanton mass cruelty. And it kind of fit into a larger idea of how we do mass agriculture and all sorts of business. And we don't care about the environmental and, and pain consequences. And I loved meat. I loved McDonald's and grew up with all that. And I said, well, maybe, you know, think about this. Maybe I'll stop eating meat. She goes at some point. So I was like, you can do it now. And I remember I went to see my dad. We had a roast beef. I said, this is going to be the last time. And it was. But then I still ate some selfish for a while because I was worried about getting it. Because back then it was, even vegetarianism was odd to people. It was hard to kind of get it. And for a while I was eating seafood. And it was before I was kosher. And I was thinking, well, they don't know math as well or something like that, you know. And then that went out. And then finally it was a natural. So it started out being upset about what they did to animals. But then it became spiritual too. Yeah. I kind of yeah. felt like. And I don't like to proselytize. I don't think we should tell other people you're vegetarian or vegan because there are a million things you do that are cruel in the world, like not being nice to people or, you know, murder. And it's like, for me, it was very personal. It's like, I want to leave the earth with having given more than I took from it. Yeah. And have my existence not made the world worse, but contributing the smallest way to better. And one thing I felt like was like, I feel cleaner spiritually as well as physically not having the bar. So I no longer have a lure at all to eat meat. The land, I don't have but then it when the egg, You know, the eggs yeah. and the dairy went once in a while, that made it a little harder because no ice cream, but then the desserts got better. <laughs> but, but by 95, it's when one day I finally said, you know, I'm hardly eating anything that's not vegan now. And and it was still hard to be a vegan then because to find, and, and you're not comfortable when you go to people's houses, you know, and they have to cook special for you. But I kind of felt like I wasn't, my soul was going to feel dirty if I if I put in my mouth anything that came from an animal and included like wearing a belt and all that stuff, I started buying the shoes and everything. But how do you feel when you go to people's houses and they make a big deal about you're vegan? They say, oh, well, I like the challenge of cooking vegan, but they have like 10 people there and they have the stuff they have to eat is vegan because the person was accommodating you, even though they all would have liked macaroni and cheese or do, do you ever feel like some vegans feel and vegetarians, I don't eat vegans vegetarian when I'm at someone's house because I don't want to be rude. How do you yeah, deal with that? Uh, how, I I quietly sneak out the back door, <laughs> maybe find the closest store uh -huh. and bring Grab something to share. If I didn't do that, if I didn't think a of that, a Luna bar. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, how do you deal with that? You go into let's say your in laws or your best friend's house. Um, I still feel good because people do cook vegan more than they need. They don't realize I can eat yeah, half the side dishes. I I I think. Um, I mean. It's as simple as just you can even just grab like a piece of fruit. I, I have people write to me wanting to come to these uh, vegan potlucks and they say, I'm really stressed out. I don't know what to bring. And I said, if it really stresses no, you I out, meant, just bring I meant, yourself. I meant, I meant going I mean, yourself to someone's house and feeling like you're imposing. Yeah. That you're feeling you're putting a burden on other people because they're going to overreact and cook all this vegan stuff, even though it's not what they and other people want. Like I feel like if there are 10 people there or six I've kind of ruined their meal because of my own personal preference. Do you ever feel that? I do. I do feel so that. So how do you deal with that? I just feel guilty, so I'm Jewish. That's sort of like how my DNA is anyway. But, I mean, <laughs> but how do you deal with it? Um, how do I deal with that? Um, sometimes the, it, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very real question. That's a really, it, it, it's, it's hard because um, I'm very sensitive and I don't want uh, people to feel like 
what they have isn't good enough for me, but yeah. I got to stay, yeah, I, I got it, yeah. right, and I, but I got to stay true to who I am yeah. and, and my code and my beliefs. That's what I end up to. So it, it's, I, I, I try, I just say that, it, you know, it's not a big deal. I try to find something that uh, is available to me, maybe a, you know, glass of water or a cup of tea. Well, and, for me, the issue isn't finding something. It's always easy to find something. It's not an issue. Yeah. The question is how the other people feel. I guess you, you're not responsible for other people. Yeah. You tell them what you need. You tell them they don't have to make everything all special. And if they want to, because it makes them feel good, you sort of you can't control what other people do. Exactly. But I never exactly. want to, I'm always concerned. I don't want to be in a position where I feel like I'm lecturing and telling other people how to live. For me, it's much more of a personal quest. Was this isn't true for other vegans? Like you organize all these events. Do you feel you want other people to change their minds or do you feel like you just want to show them what's possible and out there? I, I just want to show people what's possible and I want um, people come out and experience this beautiful community event and um, you know the choices are the choice is theirs what they take from it it's not up to me um, to tell them what they should be focusing on or um, what they should be getting out of the event mm -hmm. I'm hoping that curiosity will lead the right people there and um, yeah, that's my hope. <laughs> right, so people go, Tabitha writes Joe, J-O, Tabitha Rich. That's an interesting way to look at it. I don't want to eat anything that has a face. Perhaps I can look at it that way. I want to stop eating meat, but it's hard. Thank you for the comment. Um, Taryn Shauna says, Tabitha, exclamation point, Ebitha, exclamation point, exclamation point. Thanks, everyone, for writing in and for listening to Dateline New Haven and WNHH 103.5 FM live stream, newhavenbed.org. You're listening to one of our most interesting guests in a long time, Tabitha Logan, editor of Vegasm Orgazine yeah. <laughs> and the organizer, though we won't say it that way, of this weekend's Compassion Fest Vegan Holiday Bazaar, a three-day blowout at Whitneyville Cultural Commons. So one thing people are going to see is just how far this industry has come. So you've been a vegan for about 20 years. What have you seen change in terms of what you can buy that you didn't used to be able to buy before? How easy it is to cook it, find the food when you're on the road? Um, I'm, I'm finding a lot of um, brands are now putting that little V, you know, on the package. That's that makes true. it a lot easier. It's also, like there's an yeah. app called Is It Vegan? You can huh. just scan your food at the really? grocery store. Yeah. I mean, like a QR code? Yeah, you, you just you just scan the 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 barcode and it'll tell you whether or not it's vegan. I I haven't used that recently. I used that quite a while ago. I, I'm pretty sure it's still alive and active. So you can't do that with active. a bottle of beer because one of my I realized suddenly that I <laughs> yes. I'll order beer when I'm out and I realized that some of the beer like Guinness has changed now. But Guinness used to be it wasn't exactly animal products, but they kind of poured it through some kind of pig thing. Yeah. So what? Uh, and and I'm sure. So I'm a non-drinker. I gave up drinking in my twenties. So. I, I, mean, yeah. I might have like one week drink a month or once every two weeks but i really enjoy having a beer from out here in music and mm -hmm. then i realized that one of my favorite local beers i got a granola their granola beer was um it's had a pig in its name and they have restaurants that has all this pig food i'm thinking holy cow i better check that before i drink the next one you know but i can't scan that one yeah um maybe you i never scanned a beer before so <laughs> i don't know i know that there's a vegan beer festival somewhere I, really? I, yeah i came across that just searching online i'm not sure what state it's so in, when you're creating community but... with these kind of events because there are people like you tabitha all over the country doing vegan organizing what do you find with these communities what kind of people the same kind of people who show up at like uh 
those kind of dances, I forget what they're called. You know, um, my daughter goes to all of them on the circuit, uh, concert dances and stuff. Is it those kind of people? Um, I don't know what kind of people. Or is it like people? right-wing survivalists? <laughs> is it like, you know, normal organizers for marijuana? I mean, who comes to these uh, wh- what I What I look around for is smiling faces. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I'm a nervous hostess. I'm always worried about people who are having a good time and enjoying themselves. Me too. And whenever meal, like a oh, Jewish food panic, right? I, I'm a, just, I, I'm a bunch of, you know, bag of nerves just walking around. Just, is everybody having fun? Is everybody <laughs> selling their stuff? Um, but yeah, I think this, this event has attracted all, all different kinds of people. And I'm really, um, excited to see that there's definitely not one note or one flavor for these vendors that are going to be there i mean just looking at the list of food vendors oh my goodness the the food is just so different from each other and it's it's so exciting i worked so hard this year to get people to sign up um food food vendors to sign up last year there was only i think like maybe three of the food now the they're 17 bags. out of the, for the 53 yeah. yes out oh, of wow. 53 That's interesting. i thought food would be first since veganism is ultimately about food i guess it's not it's also it's about not. clothing it's about products too and, uh, what you what you wear joe you know? writes in um happy cow yes happy, happy cow, cow? i thought happy cow was the name of a, a yogurt um i think it is but the happy cow site you can look up vegan events in your area you can if you're having a hard time finding um a vegan restaurant you can see what's around your town and it'll show you um what places are 100 percent vegan or veg friendly um yeah happy cow is awesome also writes in barnivore for beer and wine oh it's new it's a new one for me. There you go. You can find new ones. You got to so search for that some, beer Let me festival. ask you some of the rubber meets the road questions. Honey. Now, vegans about half split on honey because it's bee vomit. So it goes through the bee's body. They're working on it, but it's not like they're slaves. I guess they're slaves to the queen bee, but that's their natural thing. It's not humans making bees um, slaves. But other people said, look, if it's going through the bee's gullet, um, it's honey. It's it's not vegan, but other people say, like, we have Vinnie Kay as a beekeeper here in Connecticut, which I think treats them, I don't know mm-hmm. if humanely is the right word, with compassion, and it's locally produced. Where do you stand on honey? I personally don't do honey. I know that there's this term that gets thrown around, vegans, mm-hmm. call themselves vegans, they do honey. Um, I just feel like, and this is just my own thoughts on it, I feel like bees are building this labyrinth, this beautiful labyrinth, honeycomb. And I don't feel like, who am I to go and take that for myself? And I definitely, um, yeah, I don't feel like that's something that I can take away from them. That's something that I don't even understand. I can't even begin to comprehend that. And I definitely don't view animals um, or insect, insects as being commodities. But that's mm-hmm. just my own personal No, beliefs. I think it's consistent. I, I start eat vegan honey, <clears throat> and I think, because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's no, I don't think that I have the philosophical argument. I don't think I go in an argument why to eat it. I just feel like I had to have something. You know, it's like, but because sugar is like slavery. Agave. Yeah, I agave, love agave and is so freaking expensive. I'm a New Hampshire girl, though. Maple syrup. Yeah, I love my true. New Hampshire maple syrup. Gra- and grade know, B sugar. maple syrup for cooking, if you haven't tried that yet. Grade B? Grade B. That's out-of-season maple syrup. It's incredible. How is it in tea? Awesome. Maple syrup's good in tea? Yeah, tea. Co- I'm I'm a, mostly a coffee drinker. I, I like my tea. 
but I every morning okay, I need my coffee. The grade B. And yeah. the uh, and the um and the thing is about sugar. Most sugar you buy is human slavery, mm. which you know yeah. which is worse. I mean, and I some illegal. of it, you know, so is now I've bone started buying. We, don't, we use very char. little sugar, but now I've gone to completely. Although it's more expensive, I've gone to completely cruelty free, no non slavery. Awesome. You know, the all edge of the woods you can find. Yeah, yeah, you know, but. You never know what to believe from the bigger corporations. Okay, the other Edge thing, of the Woods has a great vegan the vegan bar there, and yeah. their sweets. Have you tried their strawberry shortcake no. vegan cake? Oh, they make oh. the best vegan desserts because for a long time vegan oh. desserts were tough because they just never had the right texture. And and Edge, so everyone has different ways of substituting for eggs. Edge kind of goes their bakery more with the oil, but their vegan baked goods, I think, were the first to be amazing. And, you know, we love their cookies. They're big cookies, like the raspberry chocolate chip cookie. Yes. And they're... Uh, or jumbo. It's like the size of your head. And yeah, your money's worth. Are great. <laughs> yeah, they have vegan cheesecake. They really, they've really been ahead there. But they you live do. out in Brantford, and G-Zen is sort of the mama. Yes. That is the the lodestar for amazing vegan cooking. It's highly expensive. Now, do you go there often? I, I have said. my very good friend, Stacy Adamberg, that is a kitchen magician in the back there so yes i like to go there and visit her and the rest of the crew the, all of them are just wonderful so so um, where are your other favorite vegan restaurants around here oh goodness there's so many to choose from i i don't want to name drop but um please this, do come on the sweet it's bee and grand bee now you're talking yeah. about that i never heard of that is that the letter b or the or the word b the beat oh beat b-e-t yes how long has that been around um uh, i i discovered them when i came to connecticut so i've known i think i i've only known that they've been around for about five years now not sure how long they've been there but um they're they're amazing um they have these tiny little um cupcakes um that just Oh my gosh, they're so good. There's one that's like spicy, that has some kind of spice. I'm not very good at cooking, so I, <laughs> I'm i trying though with these these potlucks. I'm not sure what Heather does in the kitchen, but she, she's incredible. Well, so some of the people check it out. liking us on Facebook for the show, I'm sorry I can't pronounce this right, Neo Uchiyama, Joan Marie, Davis the Rich, Brian Ducharme, Taryn, Shauna, Pamela Hughes. Thanks everybody for listening and weighing in and you're listening to Dateline New Haven talking about Vegan Compassion Fest this uh, weekend, December 8th through 10th, but also the ongoing emergent vegan culture and community in New ha in Haven, Brantford, Hamden, and no one's doing more that I, whom I know of to help make that happen in conjunction with everybody else. Revolution. Tabitha Logan. Okay. Another, <laughs> another uh, issue I want to ask you about and how you decided we all wrestle with this as vegans. What kind of non-vegan restaurants do you eat in? It's sort of like keeping kosher. Like, will you look the other way and think maybe they had pork in that same pot they put the rice in? Or do what? where do you draw the line and where you do and don't eat at a restaurant? Again, these are all questions about how do you be part of a larger society. The large society is changing. It's easier to be a vegan. But you still don't want to be a hermit. You still want to be with people. And mm -hmm. you still want to be in public spaces. So how do you make that decision when you go to a restaurant? Like, do you eat at Claire's, for instance? That's an easy one. They have tons of vegan food. The Claire's, Claire's is the first uh, vegan-friendly vegan restaurant that I found when I first moved to Connecticut. 
that was my the woods because that's the woods. No, that was my my introduction. I I so you're um, comfortable at a vegetarian place that has vegan food? Yes, I do. What I about do. non-vegetarian places? Like I'm comfortable going, knowing that it's possible there might be, you know, had some kind of contact with the remnant of something I would never eat. I will go off into certain places that aren't just sort of like meat crazy dens of iniquity. But you know, I'll go to like all the Middle Eastern restaurants. I love going to Mamoons and um. I'll go to a, an Italian restaurant and try to, you know, make sure the vegans' pasta is vegan, which often it's not. But if they have vegan pasta with no egg in it, where, where do you stand on that? Will you go to any restaurant? I'll do my research and and see if they have vegan options. If it's you know on the their menu as vegan, um, but uh, sometimes I'll just take my chances and I'll you know feel things out and go someplace from out of town with with someone and just i don't know talk to the waitress talk to the waiter right see if they're the, able to veganize something or... and also if they understand what it means exactly because before yeah. vegan was better known almost just nobody had to knew. navigate because <laughs> in their world they can't imagine well it wouldn't be a problem there's some egg in it even if you say i don't eat dairy or eggs right they kind of say well does cream fit into that i mean early yeah. days of veg- back in the early 80s when i first go, f- vegetarian, go with the fruit bowl <laughs> excuse me go with the fruit bowl the fruit bowl yeah <laughs> i've done that a few times but I mean, like so in the early 80s, we started out vegetarianism around here. People just honestly didn't understand. They didn't realize that like oyster sauce, yeah. like Asian restaurants, you had to be careful. And Asian food, obviously, so many of us who are vegan, we love Asian food. So I could, at, when I, we went to Mia's the other night on House Street. They know vegan up and down. They love that challenge. But there were other places, at least in the 80s and 90s, when we realized that they hadn't understood. We found out later that egg or oyster sauce wasn't okay for people like us and uh and that's so like i think that, i think you're right those conversations you have with people when you go in a restaurant are key but you know when i think about things we're talking about i think about how in our lives we, we get so consumed what's important to us and sometimes we think about the bigger picture so veganism is partly about the bigger picture because for many of us some people are vegan for health reasons and that's cool you know for people it sounds like for you and me it's a combination of personal spirituality and wanting to be a responsible member of the planet and yeah. not have benefit <laughs> from um abuse of other living creatures but sometimes you ever step back like i sometimes think think you know people get you know mass rape in these conflicts around the world or people living abject poverty humans doing horrible things to other humans or just financial exploitation why do we make such a big deal about this and you ever think about that like are it's not really traumatic about whether you know you actually bit into some oyster sauce. You think about the real trauma, like little kids getting sexually abused, yeah, or mass murder, yeah. or rape. You know, how do you fit these kind of concerns in our lives to the concerns other people have, who face truly to have less privileged lives? Yeah, it's it's about awareness and uh, conversations like what we're doing right now. Um, we need to educate each other about what's happening in this world, and if we can try, you know, choose. Um, a kinder way of living, a kinder way of being. Um, we should make steps towards that. And um, you know, um, I can't tell you right at this moment where exactly everything that I'm wearing is, has come from. I, I I don't know. Some of and it like, is uh, just some like of from the thrift the store and worn out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, these these are these are serious. Uh, problems right now that we're dealing with um you know the, yeah. the way i deal with it is i feel like you have to be true to yourself and your soul and you have to start out believing that from coming from police of strength of who you are and what your values are 
And that I always want to remain cognizant that I have a privileged existence and some of the things I care about day to day are so irrelevant in the larger scheme of things, but that if I, I can't help other people until I'm living the way I believe is true to myself and my roots. And that does, so where I stop at is proselytizing. I feel like people are interested. I'll talk to them what I'm doing, but not feeling like I know better or thinking how somebody else should live. For me, it's about how I should live. If I'm going to be a member of a, a constructive member of this planet, a productive member of this planet, and be faithful to other people as well as myself. It also involves being faithful to yourself and how one defines that. Even if you don't have that, you can't play the trauma game. You don't want to play the trauma game. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, is that something you wrestle with people talking oh, about your events? Yeah, absolutely. What about conversations at the potlucks? What kind of things do people talk about at that monthly potluck? Oh, um, upcoming events. Um, there's a lot of interesting conversations, you know, just going on around just these clusters of people that I just try to make my rounds out to say hello to people and thank them for coming. Um, yeah, just, uh, I, there's this huge gong that I hit when the pot like starts (laughs) And I go, okay, everybody, gather up in a circle. And we gather up in a circle, and I ask if anybody has any allergies. That's how I usually start. That's it. right. How does that work? Because now they're and gluten freely has nothing to do with vegan, right? But it gets so and then there, you know, together. there's raw vegans. You know, there's Which vegans. I'm never going raw there's, vegan because, like, I just like cook food. I like cook food too. <laughs> I, I like to fry up my veggies. So we have some friends who they always say a prayer thanking the plants for giving up their lives, and I always thought that was kind of ridiculous. But people kind of look at it as what we do is ridiculous. Yeah. If you don't want the eggs or the cheese. I think we should be but thankful the, for everything. But should we feel it's wrong? to? I mean, that's what some yeah. people feel. You should only eat the, the what's it called? The free, not the freegans, the um, the raw foods. People believe it should only have dropped from a tree, right? That you don't yeah. take it before it's time. You don't kill the plant or cut it. That feels extreme to me. I don't know why. Because everyone has their own line of what they think. Everyone to the left of them is extreme. Everyone to the right of them is cruel. And you're I think it's place. cool. I think it's really cool. Like that they're, I mean, they're, they don't want to kill a plant. So why not just, you know, get what it's providing, the fruits that it bears, and then let the plant live. Um, I, I definitely have a routine of frying up my food. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not on board with being a raw vegan. Not yet. But Maybe big, I will one day. We talked about this before the air. And my my kids, my two girls in their mid-20s who grew up vegetarian and still are vegetarian, they, um, but when I cooked for them, even though I was vegan, I always wanted them and my wife to have the dairy, both for the calcium because they were female and we need the more for the bone density. And I was worried they get enough protein. But anyway, the big thing now is um, what's it called when you make kombucha and other, and sauerkraut and foods that are partly um, for your gut bacteria benefit that are partly what's the word? Um, uh, like ah um, uh, decomposing food or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That seems to be the big thing now, and I've caught on to it. The um, kombucha, which <laughs> is a whole lot of fun. Are you seeing a lot of that difference when you go to these vegan events? You seeing more kombucha, more sauerkraut, more food like that. I, I am. It, it changed. I mean, it's changed over the years. I've been having these potlucks, as, like I said, since like 2015. When it, they first started, it was me and like two other people that mm-hmm. I was lucky. <laughs> and then over time, they just uh, continue to grow. Um, How many people now, you said? This past potluck, the Thanksgiving one, there was about there was about 60 people there. I never know, but I it's it's they're free. They're going to continue to be free. And I and always want to make list? it clear that people aren't obligated to bring food. And what, what, how do you get on the list to come to these? You just show up. But how do you it's, find out about them? Yeah, the event on, on Facebook. 
it's uh it's you just go to compassion fest on facebook and then you click on events and then you can see the next one and they're every michelle month. thank you so much people for participating i love when people on facebook are adding their reactions michelle Giorgio rienzo it's hard to get people to change their ways and with food it's sometimes a lifestyle and addictions teaching awareness teach the beginning kindergarten years and reteach the food pyramid joe go uh, oh, fermented. I can, you know, I have a block Fermented. That word. Thank, a, you, Gojo. thank you, Gojo. I don't know why it was, that word always goes out of my I, mind. I don't know. And this whole I didn't new... know if there was a, I, I mean, I, I didn't know if there was another word that people are using, but I did think yeah. of so, I mean, That's the big thing now with people who are younger than you and I. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my daughter's generation, and uh, and we're going to learn from that. I'm losing the lingo. I'm learning from my and niece. Uh, there's there's the health, all these words. There's the health process with the bacteria just trying to get understanding on it. Joe Go, who has us on live at the Vegan Tattoo Parlor. Way to go. Thank you so much. She's mm. pushing probiotics as well. And thank you, Michelle, for Fermented. So next steps, uh, February 8th through 10th, Friday through Sunday, the Vegan Compassion Fest in Hamden. Don't miss it. You don't have to be vegan to go. What do you bring? Uh, like, what do you bring to your, uh, to have the, what you bring? I'm going to be bringing my candles. Yeah. Tell me about yes. your candles. So I started making candles with my company, Hipponata Candle, uh, in 2011. First, I just made them for myself because I was spending so much money on candles for my own spiritual practices. And um, I donate 5% of my proceeds um, to the hippos in the Turkaway, at the Turkaway Hippo Trust, which um, is in Zimbabwe, and they're wild hippos, and they're being protected. So they're not going to be poached for hippo meat or their ivory in their cool. in their mouth. So, and are these vegan candles? And is that they a are thing? vegan candles? And yes. Are, are most candles vegan? Uh, no, some are made with beeswax. Okay. Uh, mine are the base of mine are is soy, hemp oil, coconut oil, and they're a hundred percent essential oil. So there's no artificial Sounds fragrance. Like you want to eat it. Yeah, you know, eat these candles. I'm not gonna tell people to do that. I don't want to get hit with some kind of lawsuit. But yeah, yeah you could so probably even doing? put a little bit on your skin. How's that business going? Um, it's small. It's a small business. I do, you know, local festivals and events. I don't travel too far from home, um, to do events. But I have a lot of fun, and I put a lot of love into my candles. They're intention candles, so they have words on them like gratitude compassion and the intention um is to light the candle and send out love to you all right that sounds yeah. beautiful and what, so what's the food what'd you bring to the list what food did you bring to the list hot hot luck oh what, what what do i bring i usually bring things that i can make in my ninja blender I so, love my Ninja Blender. I just got that. I make my wife smoothie in that with the kale. Oh my the, gosh, that was a birthday and the present. And chia seeds and the frozen strawberries. And yes. That really works you, well. You those. can make hummus. You can make tabbouleh. You can make vegan cheese. it's not super high expensive, but they really can make, it doesn't break easily and it can get frozen stuff. Yeah. So what did you make in it for the last potluck? Ah, for the last potluck, I did not use my Ninja for the last potluck. I brought um, Brussels sprouts. I fried those up and I put a balsamic glaze Ooh. on top of them. That's what salt I brought. No? What? Salts? No salts. I didn't add any salts. What we do is I like to um, put uh, like a 450 baked the, the, um, or 400 baked degrees baked the Brussels sprouts cut in half with the balsamic and the salt. It comes out really nice. But you say you, you fry them. I fried it. I boiled them for, I cut them in half, boiled them, and then I put them in a pan, 
fried them up, got a little brown on there, you know, cooked so them really good. So much is packed into a little Brussels sprout. It's almost like <sighs> a, a big head of uh, of something that's like yeah. That's you look at you look at them when they're cut. They look like a matrix, like all yeah, the lines, and I feel like tons of energy <laughs> compacted. Chase Caldwell says, "Can't wait till this weekend." Love the candles. Great for holiday gifts. That's right. Oh, thank holiday you, Chase. Spread yes. the love with your candles. Stephen Aquilino says, so proud to know Tabitha. You got some fans out there, Oh, Tabitha. thank You're you, Steve. Steve is, the, I thank Steve for so much, but he was my client in New Hampshire. I used to, I cut his hair for about eight years and uh, he brought me here to Connecticut for the Jelly Shirt show. That was my first introdu- introduction to Connecticut, to New Haven. And to someone you thank fell you, in love Steve. with. Thank you, Steve. Which is a subject for another show. Yes. But as we end sweetheart. this show, <laughs> if you're listening to a rerun and it's past the weekend, December 8th, you missed the Compassion Fest. But if you're listening live or before Friday, December 8th, check out the Vegan Compassion Fest Holiday Bazaar. Great food, gifts, conversation and music december 8th through 10th for a lineup go to compassion fest at uh just look it up online they got there on facebook or look up on facebook compassionfest.net. at compassionfest.net and um also let's give a couple of uh urls out if you want to get your candles where do you go right now i don't have any available online so please come to the event they'll be right. there for purchase that's it in person well, thank you so much, Tabitha Logan. It was a thank pleasure to meet so you. So much, Paul. So much fun to talk about veganism. <laughs> I'm hoping I can make thank it to you. one of the potlucks. And a special thanks to Yale New Haven Hospital for providing support for today's program. We're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic Experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. Now, we know what it's like to be free. We just got to remember to book our flight. There might even be vegan food on that flight. Book your flight with us all day and all night long here at WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio.